you'd turn with me in the Word of God to Psalm 19. We're going to be looking at verse 10 just briefly uh, for our meditation, but I'd like to read that section, 7 through 10, those verses on the Word of God. This is God's inerrant Word. Psalm 19, 7 through 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Well, last time we looked at uh, Psalm 19, it was some weeks ago, we looked at verse 9, and we saw that the word proclaims that the Lord is worthy to be feared, and that this command to fear him endures forever. We are to fear him continuously throughout eternity. And the word of God alone is true and righteous altogether in all its parts and as a whole. And we see here in verse 10 now that the word of God is to be greatly desired, and not only desired, but longed for and thirsted for. And David was using uh, things in his culture uh, that are highly desirable. <clears throat> then and now, gold and honey, uh, to show and convey how much more desirable is the living word of God than these things. They're of great value. It's much greater value than a great amount of pure gold, fine gold, and of more delight and sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. That is our word. Matthew Henry said, the word of God is far above all pleasures and delights of sense. The word of God received by faith is sweet to the soul, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. And then he goes on, the pleasures of sense or the senses are deceitful, never satisfied, but those of the spirit are substantial and satisfying, and there is no danger of exceeding them. In Matthew 5, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled or they shall be satisfied. And hunger for the Lord and for his word can be satisfied. Last year, I spoke from Proverbs 2 and uh, had a number of verses from Proverbs and mostly Psalms on the treasure that the word of God is or should be to us and that we are to treasure uh, his word, uh, more than everything, anything, more than all riches. And we have in the word of God what is beyond all treasure and all wealth. We have God's own words given to us because he loves us and uh, they're worth more than all riches. And we have a treasure in the word of God, I think, that we barely comprehend if we realized, I think, brothers and sisters, what a treasure the word of God is, the commands of the living God, which are infallible, then I think we will do whatever it takes to get more of it. It's an infinite treasure, it never ends, and the more we get now, the more we will continue to enjoy it in heaven. And David said, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. So he is searching, like a man searching and found a great uh, hoard of treasure. And the word is our treasure. And how grievous that it can uh, become tiresome for us that we don't see the treasure that it is, or we, or we approach it in a lax way. 
Job said, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So Job treasured God's commands more than food, which he needs to survive, more than his necessary food. He could forget about his food, but he could not depart from the living word of God. And David said, I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. You can picture him with that kind of attitude. How often do we hunger and thirst and pant for the word of God and treasure it in a way that makes us want to be near it, to get more of it? The law of your mouth, David said, is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. And our Lord Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So our hearts will naturally be fixed on uh, what we treasure. And I would say, as we come to the table, uh, that we can pray and ask the Lord to give us a longing heart for his word, and that it might become more our treasure. And as we partake of this communion meal this morning, let's come delighting in his word, which commands us to partake of this until he comes to remember the body of the Lord broken for us and the blood of uh, Christ shed for us. His word and this ceremony are his means to give uh, his grace to us and thus to be satisfied in the Lord Jesus. And so, brothers and sisters, let's come with joy because his grace enables us to love him and to love his word more and more. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we do rejoice that we have such a treasure in your precious word. And oh, that we would delight in your word and long for it more. And forgive us for taking for granted that we have your word in our language and we can freely read it and study it in this country. Lord, fill us with your spirit that we might love your word and walk in obedience to it and grow in our love for you and for each other and uh, worship our Lord Jesus, the word become flesh. Lord, prepare us to celebrate this communion with you in awe and to rejoice in the word of truth which you have given to us. And we come and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our King. Amen.